down a little bit. Hello, everybody. How are you out there? Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. You're with me, Scott. Hope you've had a great week. It was a great week up until a few days ago. Well, a day ago. Um, here in Perth, celebrating the uh, the beautiful Australia Day and all that sort of stuff in between. Just a great summer, really. Uh, but it's all over, folks. We had a good run. We had a good run last week, but it's it's all over. Perth has gone fucking into lockdown. We eluded it for so long. <laughs> I can't I can't, can't believe it. Um, so for those of you who are in Perth, you definitely know what's going on. For those of you who aren't in Perth, you might be thinking, what the fuck, we've been in lockdown for months. What are you complaining about? Well, we haven't, guys. We've been fine over here. It's um, It's been a wild ride watching the rest of the world suffer. Meanwhile, we've kind of got our little sanctuary going on here. Uh, Perth is one of the most isolated major cities in the world, so we were able to control our borders really quickly and, and get on top of this shit. I think we had about maybe five, six weeks of lockdown uh, in end of March, April last year, something like that. And that was it. And over that entire lockdown period, by the way, um, there was no mandatory requirement for mask wearing or anything. Uh, so we never really got into the culture of it. And guess what? I don't have a mask. Uh, well, I didn't have. And then, uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, the premier of our state makes an announcement that we've got an outbreak guys. There's one fella out there with the horrendous strain of coronavirus, the worst of them all, the pommy strain, apparently. Um, and he's fucked it up for everybody, so now we've got to go hard lockdown for a week, uh, which means mandatory masks or whatever. So he sent a couple of messages. He said, uh, you know, don't go panic buying, but also if you don't have a mask by 6 p.m., we're going to fine you. Uh, so a little bit of a hypocrite there. I myself didn't have a mask, but there's no way I was going to fucking tackle the shops. We had done our grocery shop earlier that morning, and everything was fine. And then by early afternoon, I'm getting pictures from um, from friends and relatives just saying, look at the fucking shops. It's it's insane. It's like, like it, it, if the the outbreak really meant anything, then you wouldn't initiate a hard lockdown like five hours from now, giving people a chance to sort of um, get together and spread it like way more than ever in that little period. Uh, but it is what it is, and so um, we've gone into lockdown, guys. Like I said, I didn't have a mask; never had to wear one. Um, it's kind of a strange experience, but. Um, my parents said they had a few spare, so I went up there and they, they gifted us two disposable masks. It's like, well, I, I don't know if that's going to last a week, but then my dad comes out and he's like, well, I got these motorcycle masks as well that I haven't really warned you want one of them. So I said yes, and now I get to walk around uh, basically in Mortal Kombat cosplay. Uh, it's pretty fun out there. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing he gave me, just like it, it's literally noob cyber. Um, I'll put a photo on Instagram, guys. Follow me at Jam Room Podcast. Uh, but you know, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. If I have to scare everybody or potentially defend the realm from intruders, then uh, you know I'm prepared for all that sort of shit. And it's going to be a long fucking week, as far as I'm concerned, because it's a little bit weird. I went down to the shops for the first time today, um, wearing my stupid ass mask. Um, scaring everybody uh, just to buy cigarettes that I couldn't even really smoke with a mask on. But it is what it is. Um, anyway, moving on, guys. All of this 
coronavirus bullshit. I know we've been fine over here in Perth for a long time and it, we're coming to this uh, sort of lockdown right here, right now. But it kind of shows a few things that's going on. Like we've been able to secure our borders. Um, and so everybody that was coming into the state got sort of like huddled up in little fucking quarantine hotels that they set up there. And quarantine hotels require workers. And uh, not just workers, but also security guards um, to make sure that everybody stays in the fucking hotel because, you know, they're prisoners and they committed the crime of trying to see family or whatever. You know, how fucking dare them? Um, and amongst that seems to be very little fucking uh, testing or like any kind of governance or any kind of quarantining of the quarantine workers themselves. And so evidently, one of these security guys was moonlighting as a fucking Uber driver and uh, spread the shit out of this fucking, this virus uh, across our, our great city here um, just by being probably the world's dumbest human. And so let's give this guy a fucking congratulations. They won't say his name, but it's one dude who was a security guard in a fucking quarantine hotel where there's cases of COVID left, right, and center, and he decided to make a bit extra cash by moonlighting as a fucking Uber driver without okaying it with anybody. Guys, this is Australia's shittest human being right now. The world's most hated person as far as this fucking little country is concerned. Um, fuck this guy. You're a retard. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. There's got to be a category. Like, he might not have committed any crimes. He might not technically be mentally unwell, although let's face it, guys, come on. But there's got to be a category of the people that don't have an IQ high enough to function with, like, fucking basic common sense. You know what I mean? This guy's in contact with people with COVID and yet gets in a fucking Uber and spreads it all around the... Uh, I, I just can't, can't believe the, the level of... Um, uh, just lack of intelligence that this guy is showing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm lost for words with this guy. So yeah, we've, we've discovered um, at least Perth's shittiest human for now. And I tell you what, um, I know he can't really go to jail for anything, but he fucking should just for being so fucking dumb. Uh, and now we're all in lockdown. I know it's only going to be five days or something like that. That's, that's hope it is. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's all over, folks. We're in lockdown. And it's going to be for the next foreseeable future because they say five days. But uh, I don't trust them just just yet. But we'll, we'll see how it all pans out. But either way, it means we've got another little week of summer holidays here. And it's a bit windy in Perth and fucking really hot. 38, 39 degrees, something like that. Um, so while all this announcement was going on, um, over the weekend, there was also a fucking new album that, that dropped. And I know a lot of you guys will be expecting me to talk about, um, debut albums and finish that off. Just, I, I, I just want to leave that thing alone, guys. The fucking debut album thing was a serious rabbit hole to get down. Hard to get myself out of it because all of a sudden I'm, I'm listening to all things that I already know just to sort of confirm when it happened and all that sort of shit. Um, rather than keeping up with new music and, and making new music and all that sort of stuff. So I'll take a break from it. I know we said that we'll have a couple more categories, like um, the greatest of all time, but I did kind of mention that you guys can figure that one out for yourselves. Obviously, everybody knows the greats. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in that category. So if you know them and they had a great debut album and it's still fucking relevant today, then just add that to the list and pretend that I did as well. All right? Um, but then I also mentioned uh, talking about things from maybe 2010 to now, like more recent debut artists that have um, launched themselves on to the global stage a little bit. And um, we will get into them, maybe in the future. 
or something like that. Because uh, it's, it's a little bit of a hard list to compile because there's, there's a fucking lot of them as well, guys. But um, either way, I wanted to listen to some new music this week and uh, I've been hearing a lot of hype on Instagram and, um, and through Twitter and stuff about Stephen Wilson's new album that's um, about to drop. And uh, it dropped on, on Sunday, so I've been able to check it out a little bit have a few listens through and stuff. And uh, if you don't know who Stephen Wilson is, um, you know how we kind of have a little bit of a prog rock sort of bent here in, uh, on the Jam Room podcast. So this uh, probably plays to that a little bit. Um, have you ever heard of the band Porcupine Tree? If not, you should. Check out Porcupine Tree. That's how most people would know uh, Steve Wilson, Stephen Wilson. And uh, I kind of fell in love with Porcupine Tree probably early 2000s-ish. Um, so I certainly wasn't there out of the gate. Uh, maybe 2003, 2004, I remember getting into Porcupine Tree and being blown away. The album at the time um, was called uh, In Absentia. And um, so that came out in 2002. And In Absentia, if you haven't listened to it, fucking pause this right now and listen to it. Because it's fucking amazing. It's a great album. Um, it like starts off fucking hot hot and groovy uh like blackest eyes then a song called trains which is just a gorgeous gorgeous acoustic song um it's also got uh lips of ashes uh the sound of muzak is on that album listen to that song guys it's like it's got one of the grooviest riffs written in 7-4 that i've ever heard in my life um there's also some heavy shit like wedding nails uh some grimier stuff um what's a song like that uh the creator has a master tape and it has uh, my favorite song on the album, uh, Heart Attack in Lay-By. Fucking awesome. I mean, there's no coincidence that my favorite song on the album is on the album. But listen to that one. It's really, really fucking cool. So that was 2002. And I remember really getting into this band um, probably after the album was released. Uh, so probably 2003, 2004. And then in 2005, I was, um, I was on a family holiday in Hong Kong. And, uh, you know, a couple of things happened in that fucking holiday in Hong Kong. I mean, I, I love the shit out of Hong Kong, but for some reason the food didn't sit right with me and my body went into kind of shutdown and I couldn't eat. And so I fucking, I lost like 20 kilos over the 10 days I was there feeling really, really sick. But also the fucking album, um, Dead Wing was released there in 2005, right? And so I bought this album when I was in Hong Kong. The only way to listen to it was in the DVD player, um, attached to the TV in my hotel room. And um, I fell in love with that fucking album as well, guys. Um, like, Steve Wilson's an interesting character. Um, I mean, he's obviously a very big, strong player in that band, but also he's coupled himself with um, Gavin Harrison, the drummer. And if there's one thing you should really notice about Porcupine Tree, it's the fucking drumming, guys. Jesus Christ. This guy is a monster drummer, and any drummer out there would definitely know Gavin Harrison. He's fucking amazing. If not, look up it. Like, look him up. He, he's... Uh, He's going to be in there in like the sort of royalty of drumming, that's for sure. Uh, but Steve Wilson, like, he's got a really good production head on him and uh, does a lot of like interesting takes on um, wicked guitar effects sort of being held subtle in the mix and all that sort of shit. So like, I mean, at the time that I was in a, in a period where I was getting into um, Porcupine Tree, it kind of came from being into more heavier sort of prog stuff like an Opeth and whatever. And then lo and behold, Steve Wilson uh, produced a bunch of my favorite Opeth albums, like um, Damnation, which is the, like the, the acoustic-y kind of album, uh, and Deliverance and stuff. And you can kind of hear the fucking 
the hallmarks of, of Steve Wilson kind of all over those those albums of Opeth. So they're fantastic albums. Check them out if you haven't if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, then in 2005 he brought out Deadwing, which had like a, a song called uh, "Arriving Somewhere But Not Here" on it, which I'm pretty sure features Michael Ackerfeld, the singer from Opeth. He does some backup harmonies, and I'm pretty sure he's responsible for a very tasty little jazz solo towards the end of that song. Um, which is fucking awesome as well. But there's, there's a bunch of great tracks on that album. Mellotron Scratch, Open Car. Um, my favorite, uh, Glass Arm Shattering. That's a fucking amazing song. Listen to the little drum feels, guys. This guy's the fucking master of nuance, that Gavin Harrison. But anyway, uh, Stephen Wilson is kind of like a solo project now. I think Porcupine Tree is um, done and dusted. I kind of fell out of um, really keeping up with them sort of just after that Dead Wing album in uh, 2005. So I kind of... I didn't really get into Fear of a Blank Planet and, and all the stuff beyond there. It kind of got a bit too, like, dream theatery prog, where it seems a bit too choppy and a, a bit more difficult listening. Um, if that's your flavor, that's your flavor. Go check those things out. But um, I kind of, you know, fell out of touch with him a little bit. Uh, but I saw a lot of hype about him um, bringing out this um, Future Bites album. So the album's called The Future Bites. And it was released, what, Sunday, uh, 29th. And uh, let's do it a couple of times. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I'm not going to give it any of those um, star ratings because I've had too much criticism about how bullshit my subjective little um, scale was. But e either way, um, it's good. It's got some weirdish sort of um, like poppy, almost like old disco vibes to it. Like uh, <laughs> that's a really bad way of explaining it. Um, but it was interesting. It was a very interesting album. Um, the the chord progressions uh when when they do hit are very very porcupine tree so you can kind of hear Stephen Wilson's um sort of his flavor all over the fucking album uh and it's really good some of it's a bit you know uh, whatever I don't need to get into the negatives of it too much but I wouldn't listen to it again like religiously I don't think but you know do with that info what you will but you know it was an all right album the future bites stephen wilson uh from the great porcupine tree and uh yeah maybe one of these days we'll get into some of those porcupine tree songs and we'll try and break them down a little bit because you know they were like on the less abrasive side of prog rock at the time if that makes sense like you say if you have bands like 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 a like a dream theater or an opeth or um or a mashuga or something like that like they could be pretty inaccessible to someone that's not really into prog but then porcupine tree kind of bridges that gap a little bit i would say something like that i don't know i might be completely wrong with this but um you can be tricked into thinking it's just normal rock or just normal easy listening sort of cool vibes or whatever um but there's actually a lot of prog elements that are going on in the the sheer mechanics of the song and stuff like that so yeah check it the fuck out if you haven't already i mean i'm sure a lot of you guys will be porcupine tree fans if you're a prog rock fan at all right anyway uh gonna get back into just a normal sort of episode for you guys normal ish whatever it means uh because i haven't given you guys any songs this year so far um that are just uh pulled out of uh the old jams from the old back catalog uh remember guys uh this podcast started off as just uh, liam and i just jamming and recording it and chucking it up as um as episodes trying to get away with that um and then we kind of just fell off for a little while and, and didn't do it. And I'll explain some of that in a little bit. Um, but either way, uh, the song that I'm going to show you guys today 
uh, comes from a jam April April of 2018, I think. It's called uh, Chocolate Eggs Part 2. And uh, this little moment is sort of around the nine and a half-ish, 10-minute mark. And I think I'll go up to about 14 minutes. So it's about four and a, 14 and a half minutes-ish. No, four and a half minutes um, or so. And so you can skip right through it if you want. But either way, that, like, it's got a little bit of evolution in there. But it's really all about the way the layers affect the original structure or whatever was the foundation sort of riff, you would say. So it's not very riffy, but, you know, whatever the, the, like the foundation was, the basis was, the layers kind of evolve it a little bit as they build. And that's kind of the elements that we wanted to take into a little bit of a song. And uh, so, so listen to this little piece of shit um, from the jam. Like I said, if you want to listen to the full jam in its full context, which went for a, a lot longer, um, it's uh, called Chocolate Eggs Part 2 from April. Remember, you can't get these ones on Spotify because they don't like music being on podcasts, even if it's just not real music or whatever. It is what it is. And I'll, I'll chat you guys on the other side. So this is just a little four and a half minute chunk from Chocolate Eggs Part 2. And uh, like I said, it's about to build up some layers and then we'll, we'll talk on the other side of this. Or just skip straight through and you can hear me talk straight away.
Yeah, welcome back, guys. So this is pretty much the only uh, jam that we've made into a song that doesn't really involve any um, really sort of uh, saturated distortion, riffy kind of things. Uh, so it kind of stays in the light overdrive sort of range, and everything's kind of um, textural, I would say. Textural and melodic rather than that choppy, riffy sort of vibes. Um, but I really fucking like this one, though, guys. What we, what we like, drew out of it... Uh, it's kind of it's kind of neat. I don't really, I don't want to fucking talk it up too much, and it be an absolute fucking nightmare to you to listen to. But there are some elements in it that I really really like. Like it's it's just got that straight foundation that pretty much runs through almost the entire song, and it's just the way the the textual layers start um, revoicing that original thing. Excuse me. That kind of makes it cool. It kind of pulls it in different directions. And it's one of those um, tracks that like, uh, it just resets a couple of times. And each time it resets, those textual layers voice differently, like both rhythmically and, and melodically, and like, kind of pull it in different directions. So it's the same thing being pulled in different directions as the song kind of evolves. But like I said, it also resets. And so, I don't know, there's just something about it that I really, really like. I like the space that it sits in. It's very slow, it's very harmonic, it's, it's like I said, it's very textural. Um, but I particularly like the ending of this one. And this is actually one that we've actually did like two drafts for. So, hopefully, I'll um, maybe do another episode this week and I'll give you the, the other version of the draft of this song. Um, that you're about to hear. So there's there's another version of it, and uh, maybe, maybe there's there's elements that we we hit on in one and not the other. And you know, let us know. This is actually a great song. If you're a singer out there or like someone that wants to contribute to this, um, we'd love to hear from you because we can't really do anything with these tracks anymore. Because um, like I said, we dropped off uh, a few years back because uh, and this was the last song that we were kind of starting to sketch together, and then all of a sudden disaster struck and fucking the hard drive that contained everything um, just shat itself. So we, we lost it all. And we didn't know it was, it was going to cost like a thousand bucks to get the hard drive restored or we could just re-record things. And at that point, we were starting to lose motivation with these things. Um, Liam started working on an, another little project that hopefully we'll talk about in the future. But either way, it kind of just, it was a, it was a fucking bummer, basically. Um, but if you can uh, like rejuvenate some of that energy by, you know, at least highlighting something or, you know, liking it or letting us know what you think about it. it. You know, it might spark our motivation and we can put some more effort into this thing. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, uh, this is a little track. Like I said, it's, it's from that, that old jam, kind of mucked around with some of the ideas, but that foundation layer is the same and it's just the way it evolves. It resets a few times and uh, hope you all have a great week here in Perth. We're fucking locked down. And it's going to be fun. It means I just uh, might be able to pump out another episode uh, to you guys this week. And um, like I said, I'll give you the other draft or something like that. We'll see if there's any new music coming out so we can review that in whatever bullshit way that we do. Or we can even talk about some porcupine tree more. I don't know. Let us know. Remember, you can always hit us up on uh, email. Just scott at thejamroom.com.au Or you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, which is at jamroompodcast. And let us know your thoughts and we'll go from there, guys. Take care. Put your fucking masks on. Have a great week. <laughs>